Welcome to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. The Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series is dedicated to providing internet marketing education to physicians for better business development and overall patient communication. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. My name is Daryl Quinlan. Today, I'll be your moderator once again. Um, today, we are here to talk about building a website with Glacial, part one, our first two-parter. I'm pretty excited. Uh, this time, we're going to talk about discovery and navigation, two of the first elements, obviously, in building a website, but probably some of the most important aspects. And I have some fantastic people with me here today to talk about this, get right down to the nitty-gritty. So starting on my left, for podcast viewers who can, of course, not see that, please introduce yourself. Say hello. Hi, my name is Daryl Groble. I'm also a Daryl, and I'm a senior <laughs> web developer here at Galatia Multimedia, and I've been here about two years, actually over two years. Nice job. My name is Dan Eastwood. I'm a senior web developer slash project manager slash content strategist. Uh, I've been here about four years. Want to throw another slash in there at all? Content strategist. <laughs> yeah. I like it. All right. Next up. I'm Angie Grasso. I've been here just about five years, and I'm project management. Nicely done, everybody. First off, thanks, y'all, for coming down. Um, this is obviously the area that you deal with the most, but it's also probably one of the first things that our clients get the interaction with. We're, we're principally known for our websites, our award-winning websites, so congratulations to all of you. Um so let's talk about what goes into building a website when they come and some of the information that they're going to need, some background information, things like that. So if you would, once, the, once they say, yes, okay, let's go ahead and build a website with you, walk us through some of those initial conversations that, that you have with them. What are some of the expectations you might need to put right up front, right out of the gate so they have a good understanding of what's going on, or what do you need to establish right away? Well, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, basically, it starts with a discovery call. Usually, whoever um, was the client's contact prior to that will introduce me via email or phone call, and we try to spend, you know, a good twenty or thirty minutes talking about their um, goals for the project, sites they might like, um, inspiration that they have, um, kind of a, a starting point for gathering just all of that kind of um, background information that's happened before they started talking with me. Have um, you given them some examples of some of our other sites at this point, or is this where you kind of go through that? And sometimes, sometimes in that process, um, in that decision process of um, deciding to go forward with the website, they've mm -hmm. seen things either we've shown them or they've just looked through our portfolio, or they could be sites that are non-ophthalmology, non-glacial. Sure. Um, if they haven't, that would be a great time to do that. We... Generally, though, at that point, it's just um, goals for the project, um, and I will then go in and review the existing site and kind of do an audit and a navigation document um, and just kind of fact find where they are um, with their existing site. And then after that, the next phase would be kind of where do you see yourself going creatively with the new site? So. so that's when you start talking like color schemes, layout, design kind of stuff? Yeah, if they have that in mind. Some people don't, and that's fine, too, because it's a lot to think of when you've had a site for X number of years. And, you know, it can be overwhelming to imagine what your new site's going to look like. And a lot of times people tend to say, well, I, you know, it could be like our old site, but they really don't want that. Right. It's just they're, you know, familiar with it. So 
Um, some people have that information, others don't, and that's fine. I, I kind of pull from conversations, um, things I think that are important to the client. Awesome. And so you're offering suggestions, you're trying to help give them yeah. some... It's kind of the scope of what they can work within, but also some things that they absolutely maybe cannot do at this point. Um, yeah. I mean, if they have specific requests, then we'll address them then. So if it's something that I can't do, you know, I try to figure out a way around it or a way we can do it. Um, but that leads into, you know, is it a custom site? Is it a template site? Are sure. there restrictions? Um, and those are things to a good foundation to lay down before um, we move into design, just setting expectations. Do, are, at this point, are you talking um, possible timelines, or is it far too early to really have a good understanding <laughs> of the approximate time it may take? And I know timelines always change. Yeah. And we're well aware of that. But Yeah, my motto for timelines are is there's, I can give kind of like markers, time, sure. but the time, the time that goes between those two markers, it's really dependent on, on how quickly things are approved, how quickly information goes back and forth. Um, you know, uh, there's so many variables. Sure. So, but yeah, well, I, in the beginning, I, I offer that information up. I say, here are the kind of the phases of the project. And generally, it takes about this long to do this. So at, at this point, when you're going through those initial discovery calls, you have a good understanding of what the client is kind of looking for. Um, you're giving up the expectations, a bit of a timeline, but nothing too firm. Get an understanding of what they're looking to do. Do they? Do most people come to you already with wanting a custom site, or is this something that you guys start to talk to them about? Like, okay, what you really want here is more of a template, or because of all the additional requests, this is a custom site's probably going to be better for you. It usually comes to me decided. Um, if and the only way I would really backtrack that is if someone decided to go with a template and what they really need or want is a custom site. In which case, that would be the ideal time to talk about it. Because if if someone has their heart set on, um, you know, one of our award-winning custom sites and and has purchased a template, you know, there's a big difference between those two things. So it's better to deal with that up front. So, but generally, they come to me already knowing what they want. Um, they've been dealing with somebody else here who's kind of gone through that process with them already. So most people are pretty excited with what they've decided to go forward with. And um, that discovery phase is just kind of um, like a getting to know you. It's like a first date. Brilliant. So let's talk about the differences a little bit between custom sites and template sites. Why a template site might matter for a particular practice, what, but a custom site might not. I know you all kind of deal, uh, Dan and Daryl, you guys deal a lot with the template side of things. Um, also some with the custom side. Talk about just some basic differences between the two and why someone may need one versus another. Well, <clears throat> with template sites, um, I don't want to use the word cookie cutter, but that's kind of what it is. You already have the layout of the site. Of the, the site's pretty much coded for you already. Um, and if you start asking for you know custom changes on it, it, it makes it tough because you have to go in and into the code, and it's just... It's better to just leave it as is. We could change colors, stuff like that. But if you want full control over your site and have an award-winning website, definitely custom is the way to go. And that's not to say that you guys don't push the boundaries of what a template can actually do. I mean, many of the template sites that come out have very unique looks and feels to them. But the template is basically something that is literally that. It's a template. You have yeah. guidelines and things that you simply yeah. cannot do. And they, they come out fine. It's just you've you've seen it before. Right. They'll have a slightly similar look and feel to it. Right, them. exactly. Yep. Um, 
how important is it to get this when you're having these conversations to get the information accurate right up front? We know clients change their minds all the time. They may have said we want this in green and suddenly now purple's the rage and they want it in purple or they wanted the doc bios to be in one section. Now they want them in a different one. How important is it to get this information accurate right up front? I mean, it's, that's always best. That's sure. best case scenario is you have everything and it makes the whole process kind of smooth and, and uh, no issues. Um, so I mean, that's a tricky question. Um, with custom sites, that's, that's the jam, right? Like it's custom. We can change it however you want. Um, you're adding time to the project when it happens at an inappropriate phase. You know, so if we've coded the site and we're in finalization and you say, you know, oh, I saw somebody else's doctor bio page and I really like that functionality piece or um, I want to swap our slideshow with a video and, you know, make the footer the header, you know, like <laughs> then that that's going to set us back. It's going to have to go back to be mocked up by design. It's going to have to go back to the coding team. And then we're going to have to start that kind of finalizing those areas over again. So um, knowing when to call it with some of the edits, even with custom sites, is important because it, the projects can go on forever sure. otherwise. So essentially the bottom line is if someone decides to change their mind, even on small details, the, the really important takeaway is that it's just going to add time to the overall project. Yeah, for those bigger pieces. The, the small ones, everybody, I think... I, I don't think I've ever had a client who hasn't changed something in finalization sure. <laughs> that, that you know, had we known it ahead of time would have been done already. But there's, there's, um, there's a big difference between um, those small finalization changes and kind of customizing the site to you versus um, having to mock something back up. Sure. Um, the, the finalization period, our piece, we're going to get into a little more detail during our, our next podcast with you guys. So let's talk about the navigation step, which I know is a really big step, trying to really get the, the client satisfied and get everything nailed down so that we can get some designs working and then hopefully off to code. So kind of walk me through what the navigation process is, things that are involved, et cetera. Um, I make that, it's, it's basically just making a document of, um, it's kind of twofold, one of the existing site and the second being you know, how do you want the new site laid out? Because generally speaking, if you're making a new site, you want to make some changes. Sure. Either you have updated services or um, for SEO reasons, it might make sense to um, reorganize the structure of your pages. Um, it's kind of difficult. It's the most boring part of the whole process for our clients because it's there's nothing to see right. except for a Word document. It's all um, theoretical kind of. And... Even I, after almost five years, have a. It's hard to visualize. Um, it seems like um, the designer will never make sense of this information. It's five <laughs> or six pages full of just notes and um, an outline form, and um, but it's helpful because what that does is it helps the designer make that mock-up super custom um, and put those pieces in the callouts, the slideshow, the um, doctor information, any specialties that need to be um you know like the like our lasik self-test where where is that going to be on the home page and what can you access from the home page and um, how many times do you see request an appointment and all of that's in that navigation document um and ultimately it helps like daryl and dan because when they're coding the site and making those pages they use that navigation document to kind of create the structure um, and if that's poorly done then that slows down finalization because we're, we're going all the way back to step one, which is how, what are we doing with all these pages? 
So it's kind of like the instruction manual of what you want to get done. Let's let's get that all ironed out mm-hmm. first. Yeah, and and I don't spend a lot of time um, fine tuning it um, back and forth with the client because of the fact they can't visualize it. Right. Um, so I do my best to get that done, um, probably eighty percent without them, and then. You know, obviously their input is super helpful, but I don't expect practices who have full-time jobs and they're doing their own thing to be able to look at that document and go, oh, obviously I I want this different because, you know, it's our own kind of made up document. (laughs) (laughs) So let's, let's talk about that for a little bit. So you've gone through this painstaking process of the navigation document. Clients have a little bit of a hard time kind of visualizing how everything's going to look. Then you've, they've approved it, though. They said, that's great. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Let's send it off to design. The design comes back, and they go, oh, no, no, no. That's totally not what I want. Um, how often does that happen, first off? Is it, and is it usually small things, big things? Do you have to quite often completely redesign everything? Not often, surprisingly. Um, generally, we, you know, the, the first design we present generally is 70% there. Okay. Um, sometimes more. Occasionally we'll have, you know, we'll go through a few rounds of revisions on a custom site and, and if, if we find ourselves kind of like unsuccessful, then at that point it's kind of, um, you have to have a kind of a hard conversation. Do we start over or do we keep moving forward with this design? Sure. Um, and that's different for every practice, but, but between that discovery call and the navigation document and any background information that comes from like you or um, anyone else here at Glacial that's already worked with the client, um, we're pretty successful at getting a design pretty close. Nice. Um, and then we go from there. The The revisions that come in generally are like... Swap this button. Yeah. It, it's hard, too. And, and Dan and Daryl know this. Like, when you see images on a mock-up, it's really easy to be hung up on them. Mm-hmm. So if, if there's a certain couple that we use maybe for a LASIK slide and the client doesn't particularly care for that, you know, there's something about it that's off, um, it's hard to look beyond that. Sure. So image selection is really, really tricky in the beginning. Um, you know, those are the types of things with that first mock-up. It's almost like the client doesn't know exactly it's too much to look at at once. So they kind of focus on one thing. So having a conversation at that point to review with the decision makers is really beneficial to us because we can kind of hear, you know, read between the lines. Yep. And the difference um, between custom and template in that regard is um, with custom sites, we send them a mock-up and you can, you can easily go back and change stuff in it. Whereas templates, you, you know, you're kind of, you're almost winging it, the design. Like you have, you know, you meet with them, you, you see what kind of thing they want, um, and then you make the whole site. And then, if they don't like that, you have to <clears throat> go back and start over. And it's it's a it's a lot different than custom sites. Is the is there more work going through that edit process on a template site because it's already basically kind of pre? Yeah, exactly. Because you know we go through and we we're kind of finalizing it too as we go. So sure. like any bugs we see, we fix those and stuff. So you know they get an almost full complete site. You know, it's like 90% done. Um, and at that point, if it's if they don't like that, then you're in a little trouble. <laughs> Back to the but, drawing um, board. And not to mention, not, you're not in trouble. It's just you have to start over. Yeah, just more work. Do all of that again. So um, 
Let's talk kind of in, in wrapping up here, one of the most probably crucial things that happens throughout this entire process from start to finish, which is the communication back and forth. Angie's mentioned that communication is incredibly important because lack of communication obviously is going to slow the process down. But um, just talk about the importance of communication, what you guys try to do to make things nice and clear for your clients is, that, you know, any, any tricks or things, any suggestions you may have when people are going through this process. Just talk about communication a little bit overall. I find that when I, I don't deal with clients very often, but there are occasions when I'll be talking to a client because they they want to see something in particular, and I find it really helpful when they send me a screenshot of what they want, like exactly what they want, or um, they send me very specific examples of, let's say, call-outs or buttons or um, font choices that they have. That yeah. really makes a huge difference in how fast we can actually turn around and make something happen as opposed to going back and forth with what something might look like because that ambiguity creates time sinks. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Speaking to, with them on the phone, too, is, is yeah. really helpful. Um, whereas if you just keep going back and forth on email, it's things can get mixed up. You can misunderstand things. Whereas, you know, on the phone, you can explain exactly what you want. Yeah, I generally I I find the phone more helpful for edits and revisions and talking things out, um, making mockups and using like third party sites like Bounce App or um, that Mono Snap I think it's called, um, where you can actually kind of edit on the the website. Um, So you know I can X things out, I can arrows on it to move it up and. Um, because it's really like, and a lot of clients will say, I'm not really sure what that's called. Is it a header? Is it a navigation? Right. Is it this? And there's, you know, there's a million things to call it. So um, seeing it, hearing it, and, you know, trying to really read between the lines is important um, in efficiency. Um, I but, definitely think there's a vocabulary to yeah. the structures that we're, we end up making, like sliders, Ajax, yeah. buttons, mm-hmm. callouts, all those things are just jargon. Yeah. Unless you actually understand what we're talking right. about. I've actually, I've literally had a, um, a client tell me to float something and through CSS, that's an actual thing to float something. Okay. But they had actually meant, you know, I want this picture here with a drop shadow. Uh, so I floated it through CSS <laughs> and they were like, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so there must be a lot of education because like a lot of the services that we offer here, it has its own jargon, it has its own terminology mm-hmm. and you must do a certain amount of education that, okay, this is what a header is. This is what the footer is. This, this is what these things are. Yeah, I generally yeah. just let them call it whatever they want to call it. Because yeah, to go with is, it. Yeah. You know, it's intimidating. Like if I was sure. calling um, my eye doctor and having to talk his language and I slipped up, you know, like I'd hope right. he could, he would help, help <laughs> me through it. So, you know, I don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. I don't want them to feel like they're, you know, what they want to call it is wrong. So, um, you know, I just roll with it, I guess. Well, thank you all very much. Uh, this will conclude our first one, unless there's any sort of kind of closing comments on the first two aspects of what you all do, building a website. Um, appreciate it. And we'll be back for part two very shortly. Cool. Look forward to it. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you for listening to the Glacial Multimedia Podcast Series. For more information in regards to future podcasts or services discussed, please visit www.glacial.com or call us at 207-878-5900.